Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. As always, we are your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how you doing? I am doing it very well. I can't even say I'm chilling because I'm beyond chilling with what we're about to talk about today. It's a very close to the heart favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. I know you've become more of a fan of this franchise as of recent. Yeah, yeah, I would say uh, thanks to you. Like, uh, you know, I, I kind of like the franchise, but thanks to you and, you know, catching up on the games, I would like to say I'm, I'm a fan of the franchise. Um, it's, it's a good one. It's what got me into video games as a whole. So, yeah, we are talking about the, I mean, for us anyway, the first big game of 2021, Resident Evil Village. Yes. Uh, direct continuation from Resident Evil 7 takes place three years later. Uh, just a heads up, very spoiler heavy. Uh, this this game by itself is very spoiler heavy. Not even talking about how it connects to seven. But Mike, you are the resident uh, Resident Evil expert for the podcast. What'd you think? Well, quite honestly, I fucking love the game. Um, I've been waiting for this one since they announced it. It's very inspired by Resident Evil Four, which you know, not necessarily. Way. Yeah, not a bad thing. But it wasn't like a Resident Evil 4 mimic or ripoff, kind of like Resident Evil 5 was. But no, this game, number one, is beautiful to fucking play. The graphics Mm. are outstanding. The game really makes it back to roots of Resident Evil because it is a scary game to play. I don't know about you, Tyler, but there was a couple moments that, you know, I'm playing this game fully in the dark with headphones on to be as immersive as possible. There were a couple moments where. But I I had the. Yeah, I had the room lights off when I played. There, there were moments where certain things popped on screen. I audibly was just like, what the fuck? No, no, no. Like no I, we're, we're doing spoilers. Let, let, let's yeah. just get out there. Giant fetus baby. Yeah. The, what the fuck, Capcom? Yeah, that's something I didn't expect in this game. When I saw it, I literally was like, what the fucking fuck? Like, I need to get out of here. Because you don't have any weapons at that point huh. in the game. You literally are just fucking running. And you think with no weapons, oh, it can't be that bad, right? You can't defend yourself, right? No, no can't no. from this giant unborn slash born fetus with his umbilical cord trailing around and shit. Like, yeah, no, that that was fucked. Wailing um, like a baby, too. Yeah. Because they get Jesus. you because you're going up the stairs and it's like, Boom, oh, he's sounds right like there. a baby. Yeah. He's right fucking there. Um, but no, this game, honestly... Like you said, Tyler, it did make seven a better game because retroactively, this game essentially explains the entire universe of Resident Evil, where it all started from. And it is from this little village. I don't even know the village's name, honestly. It's not good. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they even gave it. Just a village in Eastern Europe. Yeah. um, I think it was actually Romania, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, it explains everything. If you read the files, which I do recommend. But that's when a common Resident game. Evil thing, right? Like a, a lot yeah, of the I mean, lore in the previous games, it's in the emails, it's in the files. Yeah, but I mean, like two wasn't that heavy. With you really have to read the files to get the whole story. Three wasn't like that either. Seven more so, yes. Yeah, um, they continued but, that definitely with eight. Yeah, um, definitely not five or six. Five or six, the files didn't mean jack shit. Since we're on uh, the topic of files now, one thing that annoys me with Capcom is a pretty big file called the baker report which is actually written up by zoe from the last game really uh yeah yeah no I, th- th- there is i didn't read it 80 page file oh jesus fuck 
that goes over so much of seven and gives us new details only in the deluxe edition of resident evil and if you didn't get the deluxe edition it's in a package of add-ons for 12 bucks and i read through it on youtube thank you youtube uh it explains things like uh the psa is not happy with chris and have not been for a while um they're not happy he had he took over that own squad that we see at the end of the game um the public as far as they're concerned ethan and mia went missing after the events yeah because that was a cover-up by chris no not a cover-up by chris chris is pissed uh the bsa covered it up without his permission and it's a gas leak that killed the family yeah i read that file in the beginning of two when you walk through Ethan and Mia's house, there's a couple files there. If you're yeah. going for the platinum, like, I know Tyler and I both are. Yeah, Zoe expands on that, that she saw the news clippings, and then she was able to get, at least in report, special uh, classified information from BSAA, where they said, we fucked up because we didn't get Evelyn in time in 7, which caused the events, and obviously if this was public, we would have to face uh, punishment. So we're just not going to make it public. I mean, maybe I don't see how they would get in trouble for that because it's not like they really knew about it from the start. No, that was no. The file explained how they had a mission where they went into. I don't know if you read the files where there's this uh, the bioterrorism group, the connections that me is a part of. Yes. Basically, BSA had a mission. They went in to try and capture Evelyn. They failed. It got on the ship with Mia, and then it crash landed. So they're if they were succeeded in their mission in Europe and got Evelyn she would never got on a ship seven would have never happened so they can't let that out yeah um, but I, I mean they probably didn't have Chris on that vision no they didn't but I think I think also like this you know let's talk about Chris for a little bit Chris while he's not in the game much when he is though when especially he is, towards the end it's fucking awesome yeah playing as Chris through the the village again where you have his guns and they're actually good at that point. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I, I want to know more about Chris and from five and six to now, what happened to the BSA? Because it's got me curious. Capcom's got me. Yeah, Why because... are they using bio soldiers? Yeah, and Chris is pissed about that. He's pissed <laughs> about that. The, the Baker file shows uh, has Chris sending Zoe uh, basically a copy of the, an email he got from BSA that they're very pissed with them. You got to like, basically he's been shit talking them since they hit, they hit the Baker incident. He has been pissed off since then. And you see that in the game too. Like he's not, he's, he's kind of depressed really. Yeah. Um, I'm, I hope they make a game where we see that. We have to see that. We have to see, you can't just tease us. Oh, we're going to Europe headquarters. It needs to be a full game. I don't think a DLC would do that justice. No, definitely not. Um... Cause I would say for Capcom, that would be a great way to get back some of the old characters and like have one final game. Kind of sounds like Resident Evil 6, but it's Resident Evil 6 done right. And then you can move on with future characters like like uh, uh, Rose, for example. Because yeah. clearly they're setting something up with her. And look, while the remakes have been great, we haven't seen Leon post 6. We haven't seen Jill post 3. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's that Revelations game. But like story-wise, well, actually no, we saw her in Jill uh, 5, but like you know, she's like mind controlled for half of it. It's like, eh. yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, I agree. That's future talk. That's definitely something I think we should be able to get into because obviously they're setting up a bigger story. Because, and once again, we can talk about this more next week. Mm-hmm. I won't spoil anything for you guys, but 
it does kind of make sense because BSA was dirty even in five. Yeah, but never to this extent. That's correct. I did like how, even though it wasn't as, I like how they cleared up Blue Umbrella and like how Chris isn't technically working for Blue Umbrella. It's the PSAA working with Blue Umbrella. Chris just has to work with them. Yes. Because um, that was kind of confusing at the end of seven. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, why is Umbrella back? And it's like, oh, what? They're good. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure. Which, I mean, right now they seem to be honest to be good. It's the PSAA now that look like the dirty guys. So <laughs> kind of flipping the page. But I think Resident Evil 8 is almost like the greatest hits of the previous Resident Evil games. And that's why I think it's very similar to them. But I do feel it stands as its own thing. Well, it definitely does. Yeah. Um, it definitely had a lot more action than 7. It did. But it, did. it didn't take away from the horror element, which is very interesting. Because like, there's a fine line between the games becoming action and staying with horror. Agreed. And I feel like they did it perfectly in this game. The only action scene I thought was like just pure action was Chris's section. Yeah. Like pure action, no horror. And that's only 30 minutes of the game. Yeah, if that. Yeah. Depending how fast you play. Well, first run's like 30, 40 minutes. You know, on those later runs, you can knock that down a lot. Yeah, you can knock that down to like 10 minutes if you really want to. Because especially if you're playing on casual, that, that assault rifle just does work. I would say, I would agree with you. It's a little less scarier than seven if you go by length, like a length of scares. And, but I feel this game is more tense. Yeah. I mean, I feel like seven like loses the scariness the second time around. This game still has some scares around the corners. Um, yeah. Like the only time I felt like com- completely safe is when I'm with the Duke. Yeah, to save from any time like, the Duke is there. Even there. when I'm yeah, when I'm going back to the village second or third time, I still feel uneasy. Even though I've wiped around, you know, wiped all the lichens, I still just you never know. Well, that's that's kind of the thing that this game kind of did. Just because you cleared a section doesn't mean more enemies aren't there anymore. Um, yeah, they, it's they, true. They they pop out, man. They do, and sometimes it's bigger enemies than before. But. I do think they also paced the scares right. Because if it was just constantly scary for eight hours, you'd be burnt out by the end. Absolutely. So like, all right, you're very scared the first hour. You don't know what's happening. You're in this village. Then it calms down a bit when you're in the castle. Then you get the giant baby fetus. And it's just like, what the fuck? You're running around trying to have to get eaten. The fish guy wasn't really that scary. He was just more annoying. Yeah. So... Honestly, it kind of felt like a horror theme park. <laughs> kind of. I mean... Like the village is the hub, and then you go on the next ride. It's like that boss's area. Yeah, I mean, what I kind of liked about this game is that they mixed fairy tale and bioweapons in one. Yeah, and, and it works. It really does. Mm-hmm. Because at first glance, you're like, wait a minute, this is a Resident Evil game, but there's werewolves and kind of vampire-esque things. How the fuck did we get here? And this game really... It makes sense on how you got there. Yeah, especially Free the Files toward the end. It explains every single one of those creatures. Yep, and it makes sense because it kind of created the lore of werewolves and vampires itself. This game, essentially. Yeah, I mean, uh, the you know Lady Eight Foot Tall Vampire, I mean, reading the documents, she's been like that now for 70 years. So, yeah, and obviously long enough to have... Back, yeah. If you trace it back to Miranda, 
who's the main villain in this game, who's technically the villain in every Resident Evil game. She really is the OG. <laughs> she's the one who inspired Oswald E. Spencer, the founder of Umbrella, to even kind of look for evolution in a virus, essentially. But she's been around since the Spanish flu because that's when her daughter died, was due the Spanish flu. So we're talking about 1800s. Was it 1800s or early 1900s? I think it was... I think it was early 1900s, but still, that's she's clocking in 100 years. A little over. More than that, actually. But yeah, game as a whole is great. I do like how that wasn't forced. They're not, they're like, they didn't shove it in your face like, oh my god, this is how Umbrella is made. It's one document that you can miss. You don't have to click on the document. And then even Chris is surprised, but then that's it. You know? Which I think works great. Fans of the franchise it's like us, we, we're shocked by it. On. But yeah, and then, but like a newcomer coming in doesn't have to be like, oh, who's Spencer? Yeah, you know? that won't make any sense to a newcomer. Yeah, which is good that they didn't force it in a cutscene or anything. Going about gameplay, I think I think the shooting was good, but I mean, we played on PS5s. I don't know about your controller, but did you notice what, for the triggers, like it kind of kind of got stuck sometimes when you're shooting? Not really. For me, I, I noticed that with the shotgun. Well, there's something you have to take into consideration. When they made this game, they made it kind of for PS5 in a way because each gun you shoot feels different. It does feel different. They do have the haptic feedback in it. And I think that's kind of where you're getting the shotgun feedback from. Which, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a little more realistic like a shotgun. I can't just pop off two, two right, right back, back to back. But uh, I, I took a couple hits, you know, not not thinking of that. But I think, I think the shooting is good. Definitely better than seven. Uh, I like the crafting. Crafting is good. And I felt on standard, they were pretty generous with the crafting gear. Yeah, you can craft pretty well on standard. Um, yeah. I would say the only challenge on standard for me was the Mother Miranda fight. Yeah, that was a pain in the ass. Um, yeah. What was another one that kind of sucked? I'm trying to think. Oh, going into that giant axe guy, going back to Benavito's grave. Yeah, he, he fucked me up good. Because I went back there thinking, all right, I already cleared this area. I'm good. I went back there with a handgun and like eight shotgun shells. <laughs> no. No. He wiped my fucking ass. Yeah, so gameplay is good. Graphics is great. Uh, I think... The story, if I didn't, is too. the story is good, too. I mean, the story is actually really good. I kind of like the story better than 7. Well, this story makes the story in 7 better. Was, because it, you find out that Miranda is actually behind Evelyn itself and the connection. Well, not just that, but I think Ethan being mold, like I, 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 I was kind of a fuck you to me. All right, why is it a fuck you? How is number one? How is Ethan mold and Chris and no one else knew about it except for me? That's one. Number two, how did he reproduce? Because technically, he is a dead being. Dead cells cannot reproduce. Okay, so for why Chris couldn't know, I can I can answer that one at least. They were basically after, because apparently the mold can fake being like veins and blood and all that. Because when they did tests on Mia and Chris, uh, not Chris, uh, Ethan, the the BSA tests came back normal for Ethan. So they think, okay, he's fine. He's normal. He doesn't have to mold like uh, Mia. So as for the reproduction, you got me there. I don't know. Does the mold fake sperm? Yeah, because, like, how does that really work? But technically, he could have impregnated Mia with the mold, I guess. I mean, isn't that why the child is special? 
I, I guess. Like the baby is comes from a mother who was mold infected and the father who is currently all mold. Yeah, that would make her body not rejected, I suppose. Which makes her a big deal. Why Mother Miranda goes crazy looking for her. Yeah, because Mother Miranda wants to replace her with her daughter. Mm-hmm. No, I, I thought him being mold was great because one of the lasting things from Seven that everyone talks about is how the fuck does his hand get chopped off, stapled on, and that's just fine. And everyone writes it off like, oh, it's just, it's just Resident Evil stuff. You know, it's a video game. But they turn that into a legitimate plot point that makes sense. I guess. And they didn't have to. You're not 100% wrong. And I mean, all right. I mean, if you think about it, the mold even faked his blood. Well, when the vampire like slices his right arm off, clean off. Yeah. You, you see the red, you see the inside. It's not moldy. I think what happened was when Mother Miranda ripped out the heart, his body started, the mold couldn't handle it. So he started decompress. I mean, maybe, but he kind of like came back for that a little bit. He came back a little bit, but even after like the Mother Miranda fight, like he didn't take any damage in that fight, at least like cutscene wise, but he felt that he was collapsing and that's why he stayed. Well, I think that's because the mega mice eater, whatever they call it, was destroyed and that was kind of keeping him alive so to speak because the mold kind of stems from that true true so with the destruction of that and miranda it would mean the end of him as well correct yeah i don't know yeah that makes more sense like he could keep going but like he also can't let this thing keep growing so and he if if he knows he's gonna go might as well just do it himself yeah yeah. the good question is did you watch the final cutscene? the post-credit scene yeah, where Rose is driving in the car and then someone's walking to the car? Yes. Who is that walking? Well, it depends. I've seen people online play around photo mode on PC, and technically, the developers used Ethan's model as the person. Yeah, that's kind of what I saw, too. So, now, all right, let's talk about the post-credit scene. I have no idea what the fuck they're setting up. We, are, we don't know how far in the future if it's going by, she ages normally, we're looking at 15 years, 14, 15 years. We know Chris is alive. So he's in his 50s now. He's going to be in his late 50s at this point, early 60s. So anything with the BSAA, we know he lives. But I can't, I wouldn't like Ethan showing up after 15 years. If it is him, the only way I'd be okay with it, if it's like a voice in her head. Because Mother Miranda made a point that, you know, you're cataloged in it, right? That's how Ethan had the conversation with the Bakers toward the end of the seventh game. Yeah. So if she talks to him throughout, say, nine, and say nine is she's the main character. If he speaks to her, you know, it's like counsel, basically like a force ghost, but a mold ghost, you know? Um, I'd be okay with that. But if he's a playable character, that's kind of like well, not... They're going to do that because they very specifically said in the, in the end of this, the father's story is now done. Yeah which i'm fine with i think he got a really good ending right it was sad we all felt it be a dick movie just bring him back as a playable character in nine yeah like it's either chris or it's rose here's kind of the thing i really don't want to see rose now you're because if you're playing as rose right Mm -hmm. she has powers that means you'd be using powers throughout the game i don't know if i like that yeah see see, i mean we'll probably talk about this more about next week but i think capcom kind of wrote themselves into a corner a little bit because if you go Chris with the BSA route, I wouldn't mind it being an action game done properly like six, but it wouldn't really be a horror game. 
And then Rose, like you said, if she really does have all these crazy superpowers, that doesn't make things threatening. Not really, unless you have people with better superpowers, but then it's starting to become more of a... That's an Avengers game. <laughs> it, kind of. It's it's not really Resident Evil. It's not what... It's, it's, an, it's a superhero yeah. game with a horror theme. Yeah, and that's not really... No. Resident Evil is about, and I won't really like that too much. Agreed. Yeah. I'm, but again, we don't know. Like, this could be five years in the future if maybe she's, you know, Mother Miranda thinks she's perfect. But what if she has the rapidly aging? Yeah, maybe. Like, we don't know if it's 15 years or. I mean, I'll say this the bus she got off looks modern. The car SUV looks modern. And one thing that threw me is the agent said he knew Ethan. I'm like, oh, he's a good guy. You, you remind me of him and all that. So for 15 years in the future, this dude was only in two games and active for that three-year period. You're telling me this agent, like 15 years ago, worked with Ethan? Like, I kind of find that hard to believe. Uh, no, it's possible because if you think about it, Chris was working with the Hound Wolf squad. Mm-hmm. So clearly that guy is a part of the Hound Wolf squad because he's taking orders from Chris. Yeah, he's taking orders from Chris, yeah. So I believe it. And you got to remember, Ethan got some type of combat training from Chris. Who's to say this guy wasn't a part of it? That's true. That's true. So there's a lot of different moving parts. Um, but overall, this game was great. I, besides the whole Ethan being mold thing, and you can kind of love it or hate it, I guess. That's really the only negative thing I can think about the game. My only negative of the game is it should have been longer. It could and, have been. And, and, and hear me out. Um, specifically, I, I think on Ethan's side, it's good. Chris, between cutscenes and gameplay, he's in the game for about an hour of a 10 hour game. So that, but still what they did with Chris in that time worked. My issue is the villains, the doll lady got no background at all. Besides she has a mental disorder and fish the files, Tyler. Well, gotta read the files. I know I gotta read the files and I, I've been reading some of the files, but like her and the fish, fish guy, I think just based on like cutscenes and stuff was severely underdeveloped compared to Vampire and Heisenberg. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not saying they need to be full-fledged characters, but when we're going from house to house to house, I... Like, the what is it, Lady German Dresku and Heisenberg felt like actual people, like actual characters that have personalities and everything. The doll and the fish guy, they don't. That's true. And I, I mean, look, in Seven, besides the wife, Mar- Marjorie, like uh, the son and, you know, Jack Baker are very memorable villains. I, I guess, um, even though they're not the hardest villains, because I think Marguerite was definitely a harder villain than Jack. Yes. And honestly, neither of the villains, Heisenberg or Lady Demetrius, were that difficult. And Angie definitely wasn't because... Benavito wasn't because it was literally just hide and seek. You just had to find her and stare her with goddamn pair of scissors. Yeah, no, I think she's the worst defender because, like, yeah. when I think of that house, I don't think of her. I think of the baby. Yeah, it's true. For the other houses, I think of the those, you know, themselves. But her, I think of the baby first before her. That's true. They kind of did her injustice, I guess, but it made sense with her character. Because <sighs> I mean, she, she I, I guess. People to begin with. Her power was more making people see shit and using the doll to act out or basically as a, a conduit. The, the fish guy was just 
you know, he's just a giant fucking fish guy that spits acid. That's kind of it. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just like, if I have to point out negatives, I would have liked a little more characterization for them. Also, wouldn't have mind to see some of the village before everything went to shit. I guess. Or all right, all right. But did did you find the the, did you find a scene in the house where the one guy turns and like everyone's being ripped apart and house on fire? I found that a little more comedic than scary. Kind of. Like Um, oh, of course, all the remaining villagers die in five minutes. It makes sense. And look, I'm not saying I need three or four hours with them. But, like, I think maybe it might have been better if, like, say I tried to help one or two along the way as I get to the house, but, like, the light can still get them. I think maybe that would have been more impactful because you barely meet these guys. Ten minutes later, they're all dead besides daughter, who then dies five minutes later. Yeah, but now you're treading very dangerous waters because the last time we kind of had to protect someone, it was Ashley, and that was a headache. Oh, I'm not saying Ashley level of protection. I'm saying, like, let's say you get to one of the early houses. All right, how about the guy that you first meet with the shotgun that gets killed immediately? Let's say, you know, he's like, follow me to this other house or two. You follow him so you're not completely lost. And then, you know, house two later, three or four lichens come in and he, in a quick cutscene, he dies. Like, it really hammers home the point that Ethan feels he can't save anyone, let alone his daughter. Yeah. Because, oh, God, no, I don't want to. Fucking another Ashley. I don't want. Yeah, no. Saving a whole herd of villagers. No, no. Yeah, no. That's some dangerous territory there. Yeah, but Um, but look, these these small things. Like I still enjoyed it, and honestly, being alone made it pretty tense because he didn't know what happened. Yeah, because anything could pop out at the last fucking second. Mm Mm-hmm. Like how about that? Uh, it was a it was a real shitty jump scare. I hated him for it. (laughs) I was like, God damn it, you fucking got me. When you have to get the combination in the junkyard. And you look at the back at the back of the picture and says, look out the window. And, you know, you get the combination from there and you look out the window. A fucking like he just jumps out of fucking nowhere to scare the shit out of you. Oh, see, I didn't get that. I looked out the window. I got the combination. And then when I went out the door, the like jumped to me. Yeah, no. See, I looked out the window and like moved close to the window to like get make sure I got the right combination. And then boom, he was right there. I was like, you mother of <laughs> fuck. You serious? So you got me with that goddamn jump scare. You did it, Capcom. Congratulations. But I think overall... We have, like, again, these are very minor complaints. This is a great eight to 10 hour campaign. And even if you don't want to go for a platinum, Resident Evil games are meant to play, play through two or three times. Yeah, they're a lot and, of fun, honestly. Honestly, Especially when you get the better weapons after completing the game, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. No, I mean, let's be honest. You finish your run with Resident Evil with an unlimited ammo gun and you just run through the campaign. Once you've done that, then you can put it down and say you got the full experience. Yeah, it's it's a good time. I myself have beat it three times. Uh, I'm working on my second attempt. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun, and each time it gets more fun because you know it really depends how you play and if you like these kind of games. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, Tyler, I would highly recommend getting this game and playing this game. I would highly it, recommend it as well. It could pull you into the series deeper. It's not gonna make you get turned off from the series at all. Full price, too. It's hell yeah, full fucking price. Um, And and look, for as much as we connected to 7 and all that, there is a quick recap video that goes over 7. So you can just watch that first, then jump right into 8. You'll understand everything. But I want to know what you guys think about it. Have you played Resident Evil 8 yet? Are you planning to? Have you played other Resident Evil games? As always, 
We want to know. Feel free to tell us. Slide into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, all under the handle Entertainment Expansion. As always, we just want to expand your entertainment viewing and needs. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.